Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero here, and you're listening to my Tour Coach Podcast. Tour Coach Podcasts come from my stories, the interviews, my roundtable discussions, the day-to-day interaction with the people that I teach in my journey in the game of golf, whether it's tour players that I teach or tour players that have fired me or, heck, it's other teachers that I think the world of and respect or it's mental coaches, performance coaches, or, hey, maybe it's just people that have made an indelible mark on my teaching. Whatever it is, I hope this helps you learn more about the playing, the teaching, or enjoying the great game of golf. I sure as heck have fun doing this. I hope you all enjoy listening to it. We've got great sponsors. We've always got great guests. And one thing that we for sure do here on the Tour Coach is we keep it real. None of this is scripted. This is just authentic. This is the discussions and the day-to-day interactions that we have as the dew sweepers and teaching and trying to help all of you play better golf. And look, if you enjoy our instruction and you're somebody wanting to get better, why don't you come see us and get help for your game with our world-famous retreats, which are going to be at Old Palm Golf Club in Palm Beach Gardens with my good friends Mark Hackett, Dan Terleski, Colby Tuyeg, Dr. Greg Carton, and, and a host of many, many more. Or you can come see me at uh, my studio in Mobile, Alabama, or at the Preserve Golf Club. And remember, everything you need to play better golf is always going to be available for you at DoSweepersGolf.com. You can find out where I am and how to be on a podcast if you go there. Enjoy this edition of The Tour Coach. All right, so we had a bunch of people email in after Foley brought you up, Coop. Foley dear on one of the of dear friend Sean Foley brought up on one of the last podcasts about the time we all hung out, and he he talked about your brilliance. So we're sitting here with RSM last tour event of the year. Me and Coop, Donald Cooper, Vaughn Taylor, kind of hanging out here beside us. We're going to talk about practice because we had a practice round today, and you you've come up with some good stuff about practice. Let's talk a little bit about things you think about practice rounds people get out of practice rounds and then I'd, I'd like to pick your brain a little bit on things you've seen some of the best players do just practicing okay he's picking the brain well the first thing i gotta say about practice rounds is that if the player isn't taking in what he's doing it's wasting everybody's time right and a lot of them feel obligated because they don't want to be away from the golf course and that's understood but guys people feel there, like if they're not there they're if not you got them. a family and children that's your priority. Golf will come and go. I mean, but seriously, practice rounds are to adapt to the conditions. It ain't to work on your swing or your game. You should have that dialed in way before you get here. Especially for, like, the guys that have been out here a long time, played a bunch. If you've played a golf course, we talked a little bit about stuff, U.S. Open and things Tiger had said about, like, how the golf course, really all you're trying to do is figure out how the golf course changes each day. You know, yeah, that type and, of stuff. Right. How it changes throughout the week. How it changes, yeah. And the, one of the craziest things I've ever seen was Bill Glasson at Augusta. The forecast was for rain <laughs> all that week. And I look out there one day, and he's got his bare feet on the range with the hose pipe wetting the ground. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? Well, now it makes sense to me. He was doing his homework, getting prepared for the tournament. What'd that look like, Bill Glasson <clears throat> out there hitting balls barefoot? Like a linebacker hitting a golf ball. You couldn't have went up, moved him an inch if you pushed on his back. Really? When he was setting up to it. Like, athletic as you could be. But, I mean, it's just like, that was his preparation. Right. Stay stable. Stay stable. Yeah. Preparing. And you just talked a little bit before we got Vaughn brought up. We should have been taping the stuff we were talking about before <laughs> we came. We're not smart. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever accused right. me and you of being very right. smart. <laughs> practice round. What, what do you go into a practice round looking at? As to a do? caddy? 
as a caddy. So if you and Vaughn today, when you went out there today, what were you trying to get out of today? Uh, this ain't going to help us one bit Thursday <laughs> because the wind's going to be the opposite, but lets him see the course, where the rough starts, where it ends. I mean, that's about it. I was just out there going, you know, we just hit wedge into 10, we could hit six iron. You know, Vaughn, the wind Vaughn, what do you go into today for looking at? What do you, what do you go? Hold on, I'm bringing this over here. What do you go into today doing, looking uh, for? What are you trying to do? I'm trying to do a lot of things, but I'm trying to see the course, see the conditions, speed of the greens, how the fringes are. And a lot of areas um, here. That, scoping it out. Yeah. And then trying to feel better about my swing and game. Trying to hit it the right distance. Just trying to get distance control down. I felt like I was coming up short a lot. So I was trying to dial in my distance. Did you feel like you got better at that? Yeah, and just try to get sharper as the day went on and just feel better about everything. And, Move a you know. step forward to punching the gas. Yeah. Not get there. Yeah. So now before I go back to Coop, I'm going to ask you one more question. So you had a day today. You're not in the pro-am tomorrow. What do you look for tomorrow? Like, what's your goal when you go? I know we're going to hit balls probably about an hour or something like that. What are you, what are you looking to get out of tomorrow? Um, this will be good. You, I'll actually I'm know what I'm supposed what to do we're tomorrow. Gonna do tomorrow. We're going to hit some balls mid-irons out of the bunkers because he didn't miss fairway hit it in the bunker. Coop. Coop always wants everybody to hit fairway bunker I shots. Do. I do. Every so time, I, I mean, for all the years, every time he like, said, "If you, you, you got to get him to, you, you got to get him, you got to get him to hit a fairway bunker shot. You got to get him to hit a fairway bunker shot." <laughs> I mean, bunker shots should be, you know, according to the bunkers here, they're good. But uh, yeah, a few bunker shots tomorrow. VT, what do you what what do you want to accomplish? On <laughs> I. Uh, I want to get sharper with my short game tomorrow. I like to feel really good about my putting and touch around the greens. And then, what do you do to do that? You just hit a bunch of shots, or yeah, I kind of just do it enough until I feel like the club feels really good in my hands. And sometimes you just got to put in a little bit of time, and then yeah, uh, Campbell soup, beanie just, weenies. That was a can of beanie weenies, and then it just starts <laughs> to feel better and easier and. Um, you know, I'll go about that a different, couple different ways. I'll try to hit some, you know, I try to hit a lot of bunch of random stuff and just try to get the feel of hitting things short and long and then speed. And, I think random stuff's yeah. a big deal. Makes sense to him because yeah. that's his, you know, his, his feel, his putting. Is, yeah. It's know, all very feel very based. Good. I mean, I'm so, not out there drawing lines mm-hmm. and getting technical and filming. Mm-mm. No, no. Very, it's a golf course where if you've played it twice, Either course, you know where to hit it. It's never, yeah, yeah. So a picture book here. Yeah, so, which I think swing, is, you know, try to. Sorry to cut you off, Coop. Um, yeah, especially with the changes you've made, you know, and just uh, feel good, free, you know, try to be moving well, and you know, not mm-hmm. trying to be technical. Mm-hmm. Work on a couple things. You know, just, just staying on a couple of things. Just kind of. You want to just moving well and free, you know, yeah. feeling good, moving you know, well. not trying to. That so, gives me more confidence than, you know, saying, oh, yeah, my swing right. looks Understood. great or whatever. You yeah. know, it's more like Does it I feel, feel good, like good doing well it. Yeah, he feels good doing it. I do what I want to do. do well, and, yeah. You know? I feel like I got a good good chance of swinging well on Thursday. Well, I mean, the years he's put into it to stay healthy is tough. I mean, mm-hmm. It really is. This, is. this game beats you up. Well, we were talking about it when we were 
up at Sage Valley, you just talk about like how you almost have to. It's different now. Like you, you have to go get your, take more time to get your body ready before you play now right. than you used to be. Where you just kind of roll. You could roll out there, hit some balls, be ready to go. Yeah, I can vouch for that when we're rooming together and he's up at four. <laughs> Sorry, buddy, <laughs> but I mean, hey, it's what he has to do to get loose. Do you get up at four with him? I just. For one second, <laughs> he's stretching. You don't need to sleep. get your body ready, Coop? I'm always ready. I probably should stretch, but yeah, I, I didn't for years. You know, I haven't stretch. ever seen Coop stretch. Yeah, that's about as much as I'm going to stretch. Well, I just look at the whole game as taking a process into the unexplainable. The, you know, Bryce and Rambo and just the different things going on now. It's like bizarre. Golf is bizarre right now. So it's our job and his job and your job and whoever's to make it back normal where people enjoy golf like they used to instead of treating it like days of our lives. You know, I don't care who does what when, you know, let's play golf. Right. Let's let the world's best play the world's worst as long as they're pros, if they right. qualify. And, you know, unqualifying people, I don't know how we got on live. But, but we're on it now. God, it's hard to not do. Because it's our life, and it's different now. It's really it's bizarre. You don't like it. I, it's, you know, I can understand both points. I'm like, I, I don't see... Yeah, I'm the same way. I can see both I sides of the story. Both sides. I see good and bad on both sides. and I kind of wish people handled it better. It's a shame, but uh, I think it'll be back. It might not be in my time, but I hope it gets back to where it's just fun. All right, so let's get back to golf. Yeah, golf. All right, so let's talk about best practicers you've seen out there things you've seen people do on practice rounds or in practice where you go like coop that was different man like or i can see why that guy's good you got some uh, good practice stories i know well the the thing i always watch would i'll never forget beth page okay when lucas won because monday it was raining so bad there was no one at the golf course and the volunteers you know people are waiting for it to just get canceled right hey and we're out on the range, and I'm holding the umbrella. He's hitting balls, and we're not talking. And I'm thinking any moment there's going to be either a horn or he's going to say, hey, you know, I just wanted to hit a few. And, blah, blah, blah. and he goes, let's go. We went to number one. And I'm thinking, what in the world is wrong with this guy? <laughs> and we played nine holes in the torrential rain by ourselves. <laughs> and, you know, in the end, that paid off. Because you were used to play. He was just ready for the rain and that's what Vaughn's talking about just he's he wants to feel comfortable and that's what Lucas wanted to do is be comfortable in the situation me right there by him maybe with an odor you know a little odiferous with some beer breath or whatever he's gonna be right beside me and he wanted to be comfortable you know so he gave it a test run got comfortable we won it yeah but that's what he says you just got to be make these guys have to feel good well, I think that's a big deal, Vaughn. Don't you like being comfortable out there? I mean, you got to even if you're not playing great. I mean, you got to get figure out how to get comfortable. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, we've done it so much that we're kind of already programmed a little bit. But mm -hmm. you know, that's pretty good. That's so pretty. You ever get nervous? You ever? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. You have to. Like if all people the time. ask me that, and it's like, of course, <laughs> that's why I do this. Yeah, I get, I get nervous so all the nervous. time. You, know, you get nervous every yeah. time you play? or Not every time I'm playing, I but... Before um, these guys, like, before we tee off on one, every time, you know, or ten on Thursday, there's a little bit of a feeling. Yeah, that's kind of numbed out for me right somehow. On. First yeah. tee was 
you know, nervous in the right. early career. And then what gets you nervous now? I don't just when you're near the top of the leaderboard, mm-hmm. I get I can start feeling it's a, good a little nervous. bit. Yeah, it's exciting. It's um, it, it can go both ways on you, uh, depending you know, on COVID, how you can handle it. During but, COVID, um, I think that was taken away from the game. Like, right. Oh, that's a good point win, because because the, to win without a it felt weird out so there. Different. It felt weird out there it during really COVID. I remember walking around Colonial. It's almost like this guy's going to win because there's not no static. Yeah, you know. It's kind of just... There were people that said that. Like, you know, even you had the majors and stuff, you know, where you didn't have the full crowds and stuff like that, and it totally different feel. As good as the tournament was where you and I and Colby... Hey, Colby. <laughs> stayed uh, in New York. Yes. Where, what was that? That was uh, Wingfoot. Wasn't there a few? We, we went to Wingfoot together. But there was no people. No it, people. It was so weird because it was one of, the, one of my favorite no. majors. There was a few people. A few people. What? Few people. But it wasn't the one like at Harding there. Park had virtually none, right. or sure. didn't have any. But it, that was a weird time. I'm glad we're out of that. But I'm I'm happy to see Vaughn. You know, that's really what I want to see in a player when I'm caddying for them is for them to be comfortable. And you know, that's that's hard to do. All right. So from a caddy's perspective. Can you tell Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday how a guy's playing, how the week's going to go, or do you get totally surprised and it not matter? Totally surprised. Like, yeah, this game makes no sense. None. It's just not. It's almost like for it's, me, the better the guy hits it on Monday and Tuesday and yeah, the better I feel. Go, like, like and then you look up man, Thursday and you're like, how the hell? And then you have a guy like where Monday, Tuesday, they're – They don't they, play because they got the flu. Well, I mean, Lucas at Shinnecock. I mean, you – or at Wingfoot. Wingfoot. Excuse me, Wingfoot. Right. Remember? I mean, I do. we were getting yeah, yelled at. wasn't even going to – yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's fine. You know, you come into this job knowing that that could happen. Right. But, so, like, you remember how bad it was? I and did. then by, by Thursday, didn't miss a shot. Right. And, you know, that's how – I just enjoy this game because it changes every day. When they wake up, you know, it's a different day. And I think it's a pretty good process to be able to stabilize yourself for four days, stay the same, whether it be good or bad. Because I'm erratic. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I could never do that for right. four days. It's a, it, yeah. Well, he seemed, Vaughn seems, I mean, I hadn't been around as long, dog, but yeah. I mean, it's, but you Absolutely. seem pretty, you seem pretty level headed, pretty calm. Well, Doesn't seem to be. I, hey, he is on the outside, but he's just like we are. He's passionate, he gets pissed. And they used to call him Volcano. <laughs> Volcano. I mean, come on. Did they really? Oh, yeah. We did. Yeah, I had a... a, <laughs> a so wait a minute now. Stuff. Holding out on me now. Yeah, Volcano. Yeah, he was, uh, he's in there. He's the Hooters tour. He's in there somewhere. somewhere. But he got but, rid uh, of him. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, I used to just hold it in, try to, you know, do Take the right things. Take it out on the right things. And then I would just explode. And I would, you know... Yeah, how easy yeah, it is to really forget, pissed, you know, how lucky you guys are, uh, you know? But, you know, our good friend Greg, Dr. Carton, he always talks. He's a shrink, right, mental guy. But he always tells tells a bunch of my college and my junior players because, you know, they're all trying to hold it in, you know? Mm-hmm. He always tells people it was interesting. Like I had this parent one time that got pissed at what he told their kid. They are like, well, he told my kid that it's okay right. to let it that you eat did? it. Yeah, there, right. well, yeah, and and yeah. and I, I was like, well, I mean, that's his opinion, you know, and because the kid was on the golf course, hit a bad shot, and he yelled or something, right, you know, <laughs> went nuts, and and but like, but Greg was always like, man, like, 
it's the thinking that you're not supposed to let it out, and it's the it like and that and that like where you bottle it up, tense up, yeah, that yeah. makes you worse. Grand you know, knows his business. You know, letting it out. I always think that's interesting to ask people because, like, you know, they called you, you know, volcano. Yeah, I always thought that until you get to the next shot, a good rule was you can act the way you want to, do whatever. you Well, you do. caddied a bunch in the days, and the you've been in groups with Tiger. Sure. I mean, he would go off. Oh my. He would go off after a bad shot, would he? I mean, yes, sir. Right. I mean, until he got twenty yards away from the next shot, and then he would re-tigerize. But the, I mean, Tiger, his his thing was farting on us. Wait, that was his deal. No. Oh, absolutely. He and Steve, they farted on us all the time. It was just, I mean, that was their deal, and we missed him. I mean, I miss him, guy. It was awesome. As bad as that sounds. I'll never forget. Hey, tell his. us the best Tiger and Stevie fart story. Flint, Michigan, his 50th man. Uh, <laughs> we're on like 16T, I think it is, on Saturday. No, Sunday. Yeah, he won on Sunday. Of course he won on Sunday. But Steve blasted us with one, and it was just, <laughs> it was unbelievable. No. I mean, the sound was a 10. Just Bose 10. And then... Difference wise, it was probably nine, nine and a half. Just one of the best ever, and just smiled, you know. Tiger goes, That's nice. (laughs) Just their weird way of being loose and that's just really for the 50th time, you know. Yeah, and I'll I'll never forget that. His 50th win was at Flint. VT played well that week, really well. He finished what fourth, made a bomb on 18. Yeah, sixth. Yeah, he remember it. VT's been doing it as long as I have, man. Yeah, that was a great But it was back then, those Warwick Hills was so exciting to me. That was a fun tournament. That was a great golf course. And, and you had to caddy there because if you clack clubs, the holes went right by each other. And back then I was young, you know, and one night at a bar, I, I mean, I was looking for somebody while I was in the bar. But yeah, you wouldn't have ever gone to a bar goes, by yourself. You were clacking your clubs today. On, and I go, I know that wasn't me, so don't try to. Because I grew up caddying at Augusta, you did not clack clubs there. And I'm like, it was country, hey country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, it wasn't me, you bull. Those days. Same we country we roomed with at the bush? Yeah, we never play courses like that anymore. You know, and that was so fun. That tournament was. Warwick Hills, fun. right? Warwick Hills. Yeah, like, just tight holes right by each other. They had great winners there, too. Yeah, good Like, players. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that. Tiger fight every year. Was- yeah. That's right. Buick. Yes, yeah. Was, uh, Remember that one year we had like six Buick tournaments. So exciting. I mean, it was Buick Open, Buick Championship, Buick. It was like Buick. And I, yeah. Yeah. They've sponsored so many tournaments. But, uh, you know, I think we can get this game going, and all I'm here for is help VT. Well, yeah, we're having fun. Yeah. He's getting better. We're doing good. Absolutely. We enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, we had fun today on a practice round. Today was a good day. I mean, yeah. practice. I'll tell you what, let's front nine. Let's get back to practice. Let's talk about practice. Let's get back to practice. Little, yep, to I, we want to help the people. Like, what do you need to get out of practice? Okay. Well, like VT said, you need to feel comfortable. All right. Loose and comfortable. So, VT, when you go practice, not not at a tournament, just when you go practice at home, what's your goal when you go practice? What are you, what are you trying to get out of practice? <laughs> <laughs> uh... He didn't know we were going to ask him this. He didn't know we were going to ask him this. You got an answer. That's changed through the years. I mean, it was, I think, younger was more still 
working on technique and learning the ins and outs of the game and then now it's more like just keeping it fresh and I feel like I've already learned how to do it all you know most of it I mean putting wise and chipping and Pete's a great I just got to keep in touch with it and just try to stay you know sharp and just try to I know a couple things that I always feel and you know a flop shot or something and I know these couple feels that I look for and I know when they feel bad and I know how to kind of fix them and then I just try to stay in touch with those things. So you always go back to the same things, really. Yeah, I don't. Try, I don't really try to change anything. In my opinion, that's what too much. like the practice round helps the process of play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Because when they get to a situation, they know what they're going to do because they've done it. Mm-hmm. Instead of standing there going, you know, I don't know what to do, and you know, run into that a lot these days. Some slow play, and it's you know. It's, that's what a practice round is for, is to learn the golf course and the chipping and the misses. From a teacher's point of view, the thing I liked today and other times, like, is you had basically one thing you were trying to do and you had one feel you were trying to get. And we talked about it a little bit, but you just kept trying to do the same thing mm-hmm. all the time. And to me, the folks that get lost or were like, they're really like in that death spiral mm-hmm. are the ones where every every shot and i've had players do that i mean it, it, it you know it doesn't matter who you are you're gonna have somebody do that right but we're like every hole is well what if i did this or they're trying something to, you know and sometimes from four to five will be different totally i mean they're not even close to the same you know i think right i mean i think that's but i think that's you know but i also think that speaks to why you know coop you said hey your things are starting to turn for the better and better because i mean can't just change something or not change, but get back to doing something. And I'll, t- I'll you tell know. you what a, a, a professional cat looks for. When, okay, when this is good. Okay. We look at divots. Really? <laughs> yes. Like, Because there's people out there. Now, there's some teachers that got on me one time on social uh, media because they, they said, you, on, you can, can look you at can a, look at a bit divot. And tell if I got a baller or somebody searching for something. All right, I want to know, what do you look for in a divot? I watch the depth, like from where it starts to where it ends, and usually it's the same with a good player. And it's always a little toe heavy. Really? Yes, sir. Okay. If it's heel heavy. Wow, you said toe heavy. If wow. it's heel heavy, inconsistent shots. Digging. Really? That's, That's I mean, I'm sure. I look for little bitty, nice little pelts out. Okay, so you like it. I look for it. I like it. I like it to be the same. I said this today on one of the whole. I like it to be about the same width at the end and the beginning. Beginning, correct. Yes. Quick story. I played with the This will be good. <laughs> this will be good. We're getting VT loosened up. The Phoenix Open, I think it was 12. It's a part three. Okay. Play with Phil. Yeah. And uh, that's a tight little green. That's 11, isn't it? It's 11. Isn't it 10, so par 4, and then 11s? 12. 12. 12. Okay, my bad. You're right, 10, 11, then 12. Really then 13 par 5. Always wind blowing towards that water. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Phil hit a 6 iron, and his divot was about the width of a butter knife. Right. So and it was going 30 yards to the right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like, I've never seen a divot like that. Well, it's because of his hand. It's so heavy. Right. But it was so far, yes. you know, to the right, which for me would be left. Right. Mm-hmm. I just can't. I, it, it blew my mind that he had a good mm-hmm. shot. It was like, right. holy cow. Like, yeah, I've learned. It came out online. Like, like, how do you 
I've seen. If I, I swung that I'm far a, left or something, I mean, it would. I went and watched. I don't I know where. Watched Severino Ballesteros hit at Augusta one day. No, I want to hear this. And I went over there and looked at his divot, and they were. They looked as if he had a weird club, as, <laughs> like it was bowed in the middle of the club. You know what I mean? On the bottom, like it was a just a thin strip of grass gone. And I'm like, to hit it, to do that, you have to be pure in it. I mean, it was amazing how little bit of turf he took. But like you said, it was the same distance in front, I mean, behind it as it was about this long. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was, that means the impact was quick. And it, God knows where it went with Seve. Mm-hmm. I mean, but <laughs> it was the oddest looking divots. I just, I couldn't figure it out, like yeah. why they were so skinny. I still, to this day, don't know if it was good or bad. Those guys got to have the just best hands ever. Yeah, I don't know. right. Oh, I mean, Phil and Seve, I mean, you know, I mean, I think it also goes to, like, when you say you're talking about ball strikers like that, like, I mean, you would never say Seve or Phil are the greatest ball strikers. They'd be the, some of the greatest players right. that have ever played, but you would never say they're the greatest ball strikers. Because they didn't but, lie. But man. with those hands go – Two of the greatest yeah, short. short I mean, game. they'd probably be one. I mean, they'd have to be one you know, and two a. Chevy never short opened games. his club up or shut it down. It was always square in the bunkers, right? Like, and same with Jose, who learned from him. Mm-hmm. Never manipulated the face, but could hit it soft and high, like with a square face. It was like incredible. But the best bunker shot I've ever seen in my life was Freddie at sixteen. Right. You just don't do that. What did he do? He hit it over the green on 16 on Sunday when he won. Yeah. And he one-handed it. <laughs> yeah, that was a classic. Just one-handed that baby up there and just, <laughs> it just sat down and actually stopped short of the hole. Trickled down. It was like, are you kidding me? How do you hit that shot? I mean, with one hand. Sick. You know, he cast it. That's what he did. But the funny thing about that, the, I mentioned it because today we were watching TV before we went to practice, and Fred was on the phone on one leg hitting balls. Like a typical Fred warm-up. Yeah, I saw that. I Did saw that on that? Instagram. And it was like, that is so him, you know, just talking on the phone, balancing, and, you know, that, that was his thought for the day was get balanced. And he was doing it on the phone. whatever it takes do it whatever it takes yeah whatever it takes but uh i think these guys need to cut back on the gym enjoy life a little bit and uh practice less trust yourself go play golf i think guys are getting smarter about how they practice so you don't have to beat i mean you know you don't see you don't see a ton of guys out there just wearing balls out all day anymore i don't think not since live here we go back to live. Yeah, it's changed. You, you don't have to practice. Yeah, it, it does seem like less. It's there's like, less range it, time it these really days. Like, In my opinion, it's happened. The range like, can be empty sometimes. Since like, that one day at TPC when we were called off the course or told not to come back, everything's changed. The day of COVID. That's COVID. You know what I mean? Everything's just. Except for our, you know, we're fine. But, but <laughs> we're talking about everybody else. And they practice too much. Because if you've got bad shit going on and you're practicing, well, then you're going to do it constantly. Fix it and quit practicing. Well, I think that goes back to what we said earlier as we kind of start wrapping it up. Like, whereas Vaughn's been doing the same thing, you're working on the same thing or you're trying the same feel. And that 
it's hard to tell people not to do it. But, man, when you get in that rut and that circle of where you're trying something different every day, every swing, I mean, I'm sure you've been there. We've all been there that have been around it, Anybody right? plays golf, yes. Yeah. Not I mean, no. But, like, it's like when you're out of it, you're like, what the hell was I doing? Man, that doesn't make any sense, right? And but when like, you say that, Tony, I think about Pebble Beach after we missed the cut. Yeah. I don't want to bring back. No, no, that's okay. That was, and, that was a good and story. We just, you know, he's lost on the range, has nothing. And he goes, give me one thing. And Tony told him, you know, you said you wanted to draw the ball, and that's what we're here to do. And Hit a hook. That's what we did, you know. From that point on when he said that, then it was different because he was actually a little aggravated. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was to the point he was aggravated with golf. And he it didn't get like that often. But Tony said, you said you wanted to draw it, hook it, you know. And then it just went smooth. But that's I, why we thank you all for being, you know, doing that for us and getting these guys dialed in. You and, remember that time with the – remember that time when the couldn't hit a three-wood yeah. or couldn't hit a driver, yeah. but we could hit a three-wood? And then, you know, that I know Lucas would say the same thing. We just sat there on the range one day, Vaughn, and we hit – he hit the hundred, hundreds of three woods, and I'm the whole time going drivers. No, the driver was good. The three wood was bad. It was the three wood we were hitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what are we doing? I go, you hit five bags of ball. We got to have three woods, three wood course, which he was right. But then you know, don't do it until the, to the point where you, you know, your muscles are sore the next day and you can't. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you know, I think there's fine line between being prepared and. I think we talked about that today out there. Doing. Yeah, I mean, once you know, I, mean, I thought that was great with you today. Like, got done with 18, you want you going to hit any balls? No, I'm good. I mean, I did good. I know what I'm doing. But, you know, that's the time to hit them, in my opinion, is directly after you get done, feel the same, muscles are the same, go do it. If you're going to do something. And get it figured out then, not go eat lunch, or just don't take a break. Just, you know, yeah. Just try to work straight on the things it. then when you Just go straight to it, get it yeah. done, leave. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be different in the morning, if it matters or not. You know, golf, your body's different every day. when you. Work. Have you had many times where you didn't play good the first round, you went to the range and you found something, and then played really good the next day? Can't recall one. Well, how yeah. about Pebble? He, he told you know, maybe me, with you know. the putter or something. But putter, oh, yeah. I don't think I ever discovered a swing Never. fix in the like, – you know, but maybe – Made a tweak or something, but like on a putt, putting dramatic though. Just in the twenty through. years with Lucas, every time he said Cooper, I might have found something. <laughs> he did, you know. Right. Go, I think I found something. It was like, I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. Yeah. But you know, I, I think, think they know when. It, Hundred thousand times that never has been. Right. <laughs> well, hey, you had it the week of Pebble, and like when we talked, I thought that I didn't know, and I'm like, would you do good that week? He's like, it's kind of out of the blue. I thought it great. He rolled it nice today. Oh, he always rolls it nice. Never asked. How about one read? One. He had nothing asked for any Never. read. Well, I wouldn't either if he I rolls it as good as him. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that, that they're confident in their, you know, in how they read greens and his speeds. Really good. Now, when we, one time, when we're early in our little venture here, <laughs> he didn't get a putt to the hole one day. <laughs> And I did drop a putter or a club back behind the hole and go, at least get it to here. <laughs> you know, most of them that don't get there don't go in. There might be a few of them, but he's a legend. Let's get them there. And he does a great job of that. VT can putt the ball. Oh, my God. He, he was rolling pure. Yeah, no he? lines. I love that. Like, when they start to setting up a line, I start getting worried. Like, is it his vision? The stroke? 
well, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> and he just drops that ball down there and puts it. And I like that. Coop, you're the best. You guys are. VT, thanks for hanging out with us. No problem. Keeping me and Coop company. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Tour Coach. I want to take a minute and thank Cordy Walker and Golf Science Lab, as well as my sponsors, Shrikshan, Buick, Bushnell, and Vineyard Vines, for helping make all of this possible and helping me share my insights with you. If you like what you've heard, why don't you check out more on the Dew Sweepers channel on YouTube, as well as the Dew Sweeper on Instagram, or go to dewsweepersgolf.com to find out more about my teaching, my travels, and where you can find out more about me.